reminder, be sure to turn down the volume on your headphones before you sit in this chair sometimes. <laughs> Hate it when that happens. Yeah, Derek Hansen, Polly Lines producing. This is Couch Potato Radio. You're hearing the Hockey Night in Canada theme because our good friend, former UND national champion, brought the 1980 national championship team for the University of North Dakota, host of Game on Hockey here on KFGO with his good friend Scott Taylor, and also around the rink on Saturday mornings during the college hockey season over on 7 for the fan. That is Travis Dunn. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Hi, Polly. How you doing, my friend? Doing well. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a crazy night because I originally called you being, a, you know, being from the Winnipeg area, knowing how crazy the NFL draft is in America. And uh-huh. the monitor here has the NHL draft on. It's in Montreal. The place is packed. I mean, my heavens, it's packed to the gills. I mean, <laughs> there's no social distancing going on in Montreal, Quebec right now. I can tell you yeah. that right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so they have the number one pick overall. So we got. We'll talk about that and just what it means to Canada. But as as they were sitting there during the CBS News, it's announced and a press release comes out for the uh, Minnesota Wild signed Mark Andre Fleury to a two year contract extension, which was a little bit of a surprise that they signed him for two years. But it sounds like Fleury's camp was demanding a multi years, so just you know two. I guess they maybe. I think he wanted three, and so they maybe compromised on on two because I think the wild only wanted to sign him for one, but that makes it interesting. And that, you know, what does that mean for Cam Talbot? I mean, are they going to play this game? I didn't think it worked very well in the playoffs at all. The rotation that they used, I thought they started the wrong guy, but Billy Guerin, the general manager of the Minnesota wild must love flurry. You know, so many teams love flurry. You know, that's just it. The, the Washington capitals were rumored to be in the mix for him. And, you know, it, it didn't work very well. We saw it. It was right in front of us. Cam Talbot sitting, and he he had played so very well the latter half or latter quarter of the season. It looked like he would be the guy. Flurry comes in. He gets all the starts. He looked kind of tired and just didn't perform to the level that we all expected him to. So, yeah, the Cam Talbot thing, the Flurry thing, I, you know, I think they'll manage it better this year. I, I, I think they probably will sit down with the two of them and figure things out and get into some kind of a rhythm. But, uh yeah, goaltenders are shaky at best when it comes to the, the mental aspect of things sometimes. And this only puts more pressure on them, which we understand the challenges of more pressure in being a goaltender in the National Hockey League. You know, that, that's all part of it as well. Well, it's interesting, too, because I just don't see where they can keep both of these guys around, right? And, and of course, a guy that we're very familiar with, Zane McIntyre, is a guy that people talk about yeah. a lot, right? Great. That, that's a really good point, Derek. Uh, Zane had a really good season. Here's a guy who was basically a, a, a free agent out in the world looking for a place to be a goaltender. He ends up in Tucson, ends up getting traded to, to Iowa, and he did, he was called up for the playoffs to be the third-string goaltender. And, and Zane has some NHL experience. And, you know, it's really strange. You know, they talk about the goalies having to have experience and before they become an NHL goaltender, you know, but, they, but they pull the string on these guys so fast, Zane never really had a chance to really get settled in to play when he was with Boston, for example, he played a couple of good games. I watched, remember watching him and he played well, uh, didn't win those games. And next thing you know, he's back in the minors and you're gone. And, you know, and I had to fight to get back to where he is now. So, you know, the goaltending part of this equation is really interesting. I don't know from a scout's perspective, how you, how you judge these guys on such a short uh, body of work, like a Zane McIntyre, but Zane is there. Does this mean that Talbot might get traded? Who knows? Bill Guerin is not afraid to, to take risks. And so far, his risks have actually paid off quite nicely. And this is the last year of the contract that, uh, you know, Zach and uh, Suter signed. So, you know, that 
that will come off the books next year. We'll have money freed up to move forward. But, um, you know, we, we realize it's hit the wild. They're nowhere in the category of a, of a Colorado avalanche uh, or, or a Tampa Bay Lightning when it comes to the ability to win the Stanley Cup. So they have a long way to go. And I guess, you know, they <laughs> is Talbot going to be part of that equation? No idea. No one knows what Garrett's thinking. Um, but we'll uh, see things see things unfold with the draft, what direction they go. And uh, moving forward, obviously, Fleury signed for a couple of years. So we'll kind of sit back and watch what happens. Well, and the Wild also re-signed uh, Middleton, right? Which is, I think, something they wanted to do. I think they lot would, yeah. really like what he brought to the locker room, too. Yep. Well, you lose Fiala. Yep. Opens up some cap space. It gives guys opportunities to step in. Now, they have a pretty good uh, uh, group down in Iowa. They'll be able to bring some guys up this year. And the good thing with that will be they'll be less expensive players, you know, guys in their first contracts in the National Hockey League versus guys now, you know, that are in their second or third contract where they get the $7 million or $6 million a year, which, which hogtie you when it comes to moving forward and signing additional players. So, you know, it's, it's all such a, it's such a different world of salary cap, trying to figure this thing, and the salary cap's going up like a million dollars this year, which is really a drop in the bucket. But, again, when you have a, a Parise and a Suter uh, the contract hanging over your head like it is, uh, you know, it's, it, it is indeed interesting times. A couple of other things, uh, Debrinket gets traded from Chicago to Ottawa. He's a stud, Alex Debrinket. Uh, Ottawa, you know, let's face it, we all know well how many <laughs> UND players have been drafted by the Ottawa right. Senators. Um, we know that they're going to be a very good team this year now with a healthy Shane Pinto, a healthy Jake Sanderson. You will be stepping into that lineup. It's going to be a very interesting hockey team in a a year from now, probably when Tyler Clevin steps into that lineup as well. So it's going to be a very, very good uh, Ottawa Senator hockey team. I'm excited to see how they perform moving forward. And again, a team that's built on very inexpensive players right now because they're all in their first contracts in the National Hockey League. Well, you got to think too that, uh, you know, when we, we look at some of those former UND guys, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that wear Kelly and Green Friday and Saturday nights at Ralphingville Stitter Reno, kind of following that team, obviously. I mean, there's just a. Oh. Absolutely, and it's exciting. And, you know, that brings us all to, and, you know, when you have that connection with players, it makes it more enjoyable to watch. I remember back when my days were over and I got to watch guys like Craig Ludwig or Doug Smale or Phil Sykes or Troy Murray and, or Dan, Dan and uh, Stanlin and all those guys playing the National Hockey League who I knew. It was way more fun to watch the game because you had a bit of a connection to it. Um, and so it's nice now with Ottawa especially because, you know, these young guys, we've seen them grow up. We've seen them play well. World Juniors and all the rest of it. And, of course, the local flavor with the Tyler Clevin being from Fargo, uh, stepping in potentially to the National Hockey League if things continue to go well for him. And we hope he stays healthy and gets into that lineup. And then that makes things that much more exciting when you have that connection to a player. Yeah, is he – no, I, I could look at the thing. I haven't looked at the roster in a while. But he is he uh, has he been drafted before or is that open now? Or how does that work? He, he is with the, he was drafted by Ottawa. He was too. Okay, it's, it's, it's very different. And and you know to explain to our listeners, you know the NFL draft you're drafted right, and then mm-hmm. if you don't sign, you're now a free agent. Well, in the in the NHL, you're drafted and they own your rights until they let you go, basically. And in this case, uh, you know Tyler is drafted by Ottawa, and that's therefore they own his rights. Uh, and I'm not sure about the restricted free agency and all that stuff. There's so many rules and regulations, of course, but um, you know they own the rights to it. So you know it's a a very heavy presence of UND players in, in Ottawa and in the pipeline as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's going to be something to watch here to see how that all plays out with, uh, you know, how many, and there might be some future 
UND players that get drafted and that type of thing. Yeah. And so, the, yeah, Ben, Ben Strinden, uh, you know, another Fargo played at North Star Academy. He'll be, he may be drafted or talking late rounds, six, seven, eight round is also an incoming freshman at UND. They're looking at uh, projecting in, in the third round. Um, you know, nothing as high as a, as a Jake Sanderson when Jake went, I believe, what, number seven, I believe, um, or somewhere in that ballpark, or number three, whatever that right. one that was. It's hard to keep track. But regardless, uh, Ben Strinden, the local product, will be playing at UND this year, and, you know, he's, he's projected to get drafted. So there'll be some names pop up there, uh, probably a Jackson Blake, potentially, a few others in there, in there as well. So, um, you know, uh, there's also uh, I think, uh, Spicer from Grand Forks who was going to play at UND, who decided to decommit and go to Duluth because UND did not, was not going to bring him in this year, and he wanted to start his college career. Well, you can't blame him for that. But he's also going to uh, potentially be drafted as well. So a lot of local flavor, and I think that shows the growth of hockey in North Dakota when you start seeing a lot of kids from North Dakota get drafted. And, of course, uh, the, the UND favorites always from the USHL that are coming up to be players uh, in that pipeline as well. Before we get back to kind of what this is all about, and Travis Dunn is with us here on Couch Potato Radio. I'm Derek Hansen. Travis, obviously a host of a, one of the co-hosts of Game on Hockey here Thursday nights during the college hockey season. Same thing with Around the Rink over on 740 The Fan on Saturday mornings, former UND national champion. Let me ask you a little bit about what's going on with Russia. You know, so much news nationally about Brittany Griner, but there's a little thing with a couple players from Russia that are including the Wilds Kirill Kaprizov. I mean, if if he's not let out of that country, that's a huge, huge. You, know, you just trade away Kevin Fiala, and you lose him for twenty twenty two and twenty three. That is bad. I mean that. You know, and again, you don't. What are we getting? You know, Garen said it's okay. Bill Garen, the general manager of the Wild, said things are fine. He's with friends and family, and he'll be be able to come back over. Is he saying sure. the entire truth? We don't know. Are they spin spinning it so everybody's all oh, okay? It's all going to work out. We don't know. Uh, the way the world is right now, no one knows what's going to happen when it comes to Russia, obviously Ukraine, the tragedy going on there, and, and the dynamics that's been created by that, especially obviously in the hockey world. You know, you look at all these players, you know, Georgiev traded from the New York Rangers. He's a Russian goaltender, traded to the Avalanche. Oh, by the way, to throw that in, the winning goaltender, uh, Darcy Kemper from well, the that? Avalanche, will probably not have a team, not be with the team, not with the Ottawa or Ottawa. Not with the avalanche that he helped win a Stanley Cup. So he's out the door somewhere because now a Russian comes over. So what is the story with the Russian circumstance? If they go back, can they get back? You know, that I would imagine that if someone, oh, say an Alex Ovechkin was over there, they would let him out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so who knows? I, you know, not, it's a complete guessing game for all of us. And it will indeed change the dynamics of an awful lot of teams if those players cannot come back over here. Yeah, it's it's going to be really sad. You know, it's interesting. Scott, you know, kind of made it clear in a show what right around. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was yeah. very frontal on the fact that they shouldn't let him come. You know, play and and you know, I, I think looking back on it, he I I might have been in agreement with him the, fa- the fact that they should say yeah they shouldn't play or whatever unless they denounce everything. But the problem with that is there you don't want. Caprisa's family to be punished back over in Russia either, right? It, it, it's, I, yeah. I don't, can you really fault these guys? It's not their fault. It, it's a tricky thing, but I said for a while, and you got to feel for him. His family and friends are over there. I'm sure he wants to go home. Home is home. You know, we think everything's right. the best ever in America. We do that as Americans a lot, and yeah. I understand it. We do feel like we're the best country around, but home is home. <laughs> you know, so it's got to be awfully tough. You know, and you know what the, 
politics is 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 uh, got involved in so much in this world now, and obviously I'm not you know the political stance of Russia, you know the hockey and right. everything else. You know I try to stay away from that and just be a sports, uh, you know, talk sports. But I, I'm not a a politician. I don't know. I don't know what goes on behind those doors. And I, you know, we all have our opinions. And you know, Scott was very vocal on his saying, you know what? Yeah, let's uh, send him home. Yeah. But that makes a huge impact on a lot of things. So, I, you know, again, I, I don't even want to go there. Let's just sit back and see how things unfold. How about we try that? One? Yeah, for sure. It's 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 going to be really really interesting. So yeah, very uh, much so. I, I, it's, 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 so. It's going to be one of the biggest watches in the off season. Uh, yep, Jarrell. See Frosky, or how you say this? Is I, can, I, I can't read anymore, and I'm blind. So, is, <laughs> is that how you say? So, Fro- That's that. you're, you're close. Okay, yeah, you got it. This is yep. who the uh, was this the big guy? Is he the next Sidney Crosby or, or Austin Matthews for the Montreal Canadiens? Which, which, well, you know, that's interesting because they were talking about picking a centerman, a big centerman they wanted because one thing the Canadians are weak at is a center. I believe the last name was Wagner, he's playing the OHL. Uh, but he didn't have a great year last year. He, he was a better 16-year-old than he was an 18-year-old. Uh, this guy is a dynamic forward. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, they, they went a different direction. There was a number of years ago, let's go back to Montreal, drafting, not drafting uh, Denny Savard, and they picked Wickenheiser instead, and they've never lived that one down. Mm-hmm. So every time Montreal picks first, you know, there's always going to be that controversy. So, uh, you know, and then uh, Savard went on with the Blackhawks to be a dynamic player, and Wickenheiser never really uh, reached the level that they thought he would reach. So, you know, this NHL draft or any draft, Derek, you know, you you see it in the NFL. You know, there are busts, and there are guys that come up, and there are guys who aren't drafted. You know, there's a a young guy named Ethan Frisch from Moorhead who was not drafted in the National Hockey League. Right? He's in the catbird seat right now because he's going to be a senior at UND. He'll have opportunities yeah. to, to sign with multiple NHL teams at the end of this season. So the draft thing, this this young guy, uh, you're right, Slavkovsky, um, Montreal decided to go that direction. So I would imagine the New Jersey will draft who they thought was going to be number one uh, in the second spot. And, of course, uh, you know, again, there, there's only a handful of players, probably maybe 10 or 12, that will make the step to the National Hockey League. The rest of them are all going to be, you know, future consideration type things. Will they get? Will they be able to, to grow in the game and make these NHL teams? The competition for spots is phenomenal. And as Scott Taylor, my broadcast partner always says, you know, you can't take a shift off. You can't take a game off. If you do, you're not going to be in the national hockey League very long. Yeah, um, the, pressure, the pressure to perform. And, and that's in every level of sport, however, right? Football or whatever it is nowadays. So, you know what, these guys, there's a lot of pressure to perform in your first draft, first round draft pick of the Montreal Canadians. By the way, if you think media is crazy anywhere in Montreal, it's 24 seven hockey. A friend of mine was in, in in Toronto on business one time, and he was watching uh, the the news, and they led with a hockey story on the national <laughs> news. You know, he watched the you know very different than what would be down here, right? And that's, uh, that's well, unless the, the Yankees there, do something, then CBS Radio News likes to report it. I, I've noticed <laughs> yeah, that. There you go. I mean, that, that, that always seems to be important when I, I just roll my eyes like, really? I mean, seriously, but yeah, you, don't, you don't hear much else outside of there because obviously. Yeah, but up there, Toronto, that's it's humongous focus. Uh, you know, Montreal, it's all that's what they focus on. You know, I mean, yeah, the CFL is, is okay, but that's not as big as the NFL and the NHL mm-hmm. r- rules the roost up there. And, and another, uh, if people had not heard that uh, Brock Besser had signed a nice little three-year, $6.5 million a year contract, so he's tied up now with the Vancouver Canucks for the next three as well. That's good. Um, yep. 
Uh, Travis Dunn, we'll finish up here talking a little bit about what you just said. I mean, you know, obviously Montreal is crazy about all the news that it comes out of the NHL and their team, but what's this like? I mean, is this the equivalent uh, north of the border, your native country of of what we have in the NFL draft in April? Is it pretty much the same? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the, 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 the they know CDC, the players. They they seen yep, it. All all the all the ESPN Canada version. Uh, the the CBC yeah. CTV. All the networks will be carrying this live, as they would down here for the NFL draft. And it's it's a huge huge event. Uh, the form, not the form, but the <laughs> whatever the name of the rink. It's always going to be the Montreal form to me. Right. Uh, is is full of people because it is become a huge. It become it is a huge event because it's the National Hockey League. So you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's it's it very much is the equivalent. Uh, of course, 33 million Canadians or so give, compared to 230 million Americans. And how many how many Americans watch the NFL draft? It's uh, I mean the numbers well, are just staggering. Well, it gets, it's, it gets better, bigger ratings if you combine the NFL Network and ESPN's coverage of it. It gets yep. better ratings than a lot of regular season games and other sports. You don't think that frustrates Major League Baseball and? You know the NHL and NBA. I mean, just a draft of college players. But I think what it, you know, I think what what's interesting about hockey too, and this is what I think basketball should do, because the whole college thing is out of whack, is they should do like hockey, and then you know draft some of these high school players, let them go play at a college, right? For mm-hmm. a, and then because you know if the Timberwolves sign some high school kid out of Ohio. And then he went to, let's say, Kansas. I'm going to follow Kansas to see how good this player is, right? And I think that that, that kind of goes in Canada, too, and that's kind of why they follow college hockey. Yep, and it's all marketing. And baseball, do we even know when the draft is in baseball? It's uh, right around this time, too. So <laughs> It is, yeah, yeah. but they don't, it's not the event. It's like, you know, this number one guy goes, like, okay, I don't even know who he is. And most of the time, they don't make it anyway, where – and that's very strange when baseball, you know, they they, they don't pan out the way they do in other professional sports. You know, uh, the Carl Anthony Towns of the world, while well, you predicted him to be a good basketball player, well, it turns out he was yeah. as advertised, whereas baseball it never works that way. But you're, you're right. Uh, why do why are people in, in Grand Forks or those who follow college hockey ravenous followers of the NHL? Because they're seeing those players go there, whether they're Duluth or Wisconsin or Minnesota. Uh, you know, you're you're watching the Blake Wheelers play for the Winnipeg Jets or or whatever that would be, and so you're following these guys through the career because they played. In the, you've seen these guys play in person, so there's that personal connection, and that's very important when it comes to the marketing of the game. Yeah, it's it's really uh it's fun to watch. I I like the fact when the UND puts their lines out that they have a little NHL logo next to them, and I think that'd be good. Oh, for, absolutely. I think that'd be good yeah. for basketball. I think the ch- times have changed so much in basketball that. I think March Madness is such a blur now where there was such a lead-up back in the days. I mean, you knew who Christian Leitner was and Grant Hill and Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman and Chris Webber. You know, back in the early 90s, you knew who that those guys were as you know before they went to the draft, right? Where We just don't really have that. The regular season is such a blur now that we go, we just go right to March Madness, and that's where we learn. And, and Right. And, but so much of it is one and done, though. Most of these right, guys don't exactly. stay in college for more, so that you don't even get to know your fan base doesn't even get to know them. Where most times at UND, for example, they're there for two, three, you know, four years. Not often now because it's just not going to happen. If you're that good, you're going to the National Hockey League. Uh, if you unless you've made a decision like Tyler Clevin, where he said, "Okay, I'm staying one more year," so he's staying three for sure. I don't anticipate he'll be there for four. 
uh, where back in that day, you were there for four years, you obviously got to know these guys, and, and it's, it's more fun, again, back to the marketing part, you follow them because you, you recognize the name, you kind of know them, or you take personal responsibility for them because you've known them, you've watched them play and grow up at the University of North Dakota or University of Minnesota or wherever you're watching. So, you know, that, that, is, that is true. It's a big part of it. We're the basketball. You're one and done. And many of these guys, when you say one and done, they might sign a contract, but you never see them again. Yeah, but you know, that's for sure. And, and, no you're right. Even I knew, and I'm not a big basketball guy, but I knew who Christian Lehner was. Yeah, right. You know, I yeah. mean, good Lord. You know, you watched, you watched those teams. You watched, you know, that. Because, and, and yes, whether you hated them or loved them, I love the I the the thirty on thirty about Leitner. That's 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 pretty well done, isn't it? Yeah, well, for sure. It's they've well, so many of those are good. It's it's really yeah. amazing. It really is. Well, it, really, it should really be is. interesting to see how this yeah. plays out. Who the Wild get, and and we'll see how that all goes, and we'll see where Darcy Kemper ends up after winning the Stanley Cup. That's a pretty good resume, right? You just won a Stanley Cup with Colorado. See, so. we're right. And, you know, it's, and, and you're right, the dominoes, once the draft is done, or, you know, the next or the next couple of days, then the dominoes start to fall into place. People are going to be, you're going to see trades. You know, there you know, rumors up north the border. Blake Wheeler's on the, uh, out of Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Blake Wheeler's on the trading block, and, they're, you know, they're looking to move from players. Will Shifley get moved? Will Hellebuck get moved? You know, because they're kind of getting on the, you know, their team is getting to the point now where you have to start rebuilding it because of the salary cap that affects things so much. Yeah. And so, you you know, after this, you'll start seeing teams trading and names started to go different teams and free agency is obviously in place. So the next two or three weeks will be pretty dynamic because, hey, let's face it, Derek, NHL training camp start in less than two months. Well, that's amazing. That's just crazy. Yeah, well, the Viking, NFL starts yeah, Vikings are just well, three weeks. <laughs> Unbelievable. Three weeks. I know. Let's just slow things down a little bit because it'll be the end of July and we'll be going, no, NFL. But that's uh, the reality of the world we're living in. And uh, it's an exciting time when you see these guys get drafted. Is it, but like they say, the real work starts once you get drafted. Getting drafted is one thing. but uh, And I never did get drafted. Maybe this is my year, Derek. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, this could Even be I it. I, I, I don't know, but uh, I'm not holding out hope. Uh, probably not. <laughs> hey, Travis, thanks for your time. Good to hear kind of how this all plays out. Some hockey news it. today on July 7th, but it's never ending the way it goes. So I do well, appreciate it. We'll get together after the draft and we can discuss. How about that? I'll get Scott and we'll do, some, we'll do a deep dive. How about that? I love it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Right, we'll talk friend. to you soon. Travis Dunn with us again, host of Around the Rink over on 740 The Fan. Game on Hockey with Scott Taylor Thursday nights during the hockey season and also a former UND national champion. Jeff Colback's going to join us. We're going to talk a little golf. I do want to talk to him a little bit about all the college football atmosphere, how NDSU fans are saying, hey, with all these USC and UCLA leaving, well, maybe NDSU make the move to FBS. We'll talk about that and much more coming up. This is Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO.